What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Voices from the Planet. Happy New Year. Glad you guys are back. Thank you for joining me. Um, it's been a while since I recorded an episode. Took a little break for the holidays, a little extended break. But we're back in 2018, bringing you another episode of your favorite podcast. Recently voted podcast of the year by the crew at Sleep Time's Over. They're another local podcast. I suggest you check them out. They are some cool ass dudes, super funny local brothers uh, doing a podcast. And I am honored and <laughs> it was kind of speechless. I was listening to the episode where they did their Any Kind 2017 Any Kind Awards. And they're talking about, you know, like best DJ, best this, best that. And then they said best podcast. And they honored Voices from the Planet with the prestigious award of the Sleep Time's Over Any Kind Award for best podcast. So I am going to ride the fuck out of that one because that's probably the best like accolades I've gotten in regards to the podcast. Um, it's the best compliment I could have gotten being that it's from other podcasters, which is cool. Um, so yeah, Voices from the Planet 2017 Podcast of the Year. Thanks and shout out to uh, Cavett the Catalyst and DJ Zach Morris for honoring me this year. So that was a cool way to end 2017. So I figured this episode is going to be a little rundown of the year. Um, as you've been listening, if you are listening consistently, a lot of these solo casts that I've been doing are pretty much weekly recaps or whatever's been going on. So what would make this one any different? But I got a whole year to recap um, some things I want to talk about or I have things to say or my opinion to give on things that happened throughout the year that I might not have touched on on other episodes, or maybe I might have, but if I'm repeating myself, um, yeah, then you've heard it before. Maybe you can skip ahead, or maybe you can see if my outlook on things has changed. I can hear people walking outside. <laughs> I am not recording this episode from the car, so that's one thing that's been different. My wife got a new job, um, so I don't have to leave work early to pick up any of the kids from school or daycare. So I'm not getting my usual Thursday record time, drive time podcast. So I think that's partly why it took me a while to do this. But that's mostly my fault from just not, you know, saying I need some time to do this. And the longer I waited to record this one, the more discouraged I got the more anxious I felt about actually recording it, which is weird. But it's my own fault for not speaking up and just telling my wife, you look, I need like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, however long these are going to be. Um, but I got some time. I'm at home. My wife is at Hula. Uh, I got one baby sleeping, another one about to go to sleep any minute now. So I figured I'd bang this 2017 recap episode out for you guys. So the biggest, most life-changing thing that happened this year was um, the birth of our second son, Hiro, in April. That was definitely life-changing. Now we have two beautiful boys, a three-and-a-half-year-old. And now an eighth-month-old. And I got to say, when we found out we were having another boy, because, again, we waited. We did not find out the sex of our child until he was born. And I was super stoked to find out we were having another boy. I think I would have been just as excited um, when 
or if it was a girl, but finding out that it was a boy and that our older son was going to be a big brother and have someone to roughhouse with and, you know, I don't know, just all the shit that boys get to do that I didn't have growing up because I had an older sister. But I'm excited to see how they grow together, how they learn from each other. I already noticed that Hito is very observant with the things his older brother does. So you need to be a good example, Erickson. He's not listening. (laughs) But yeah, that was crazy. So welcome. In 2017, we welcomed to this world, Hito. And we're going to try and be the best parents we can for you, little buddy. Mommy and daddy try very hard. And, you know, we love you. And we're just trying our best. And for you, Erickson, are you listening? No? Well, we love you, too. And he's on this thing now where he's, tell me you love me, tell me you love me, so I can say I love you, too. Right? Still not listening. This year, also, our oldest son, Erickson, started preschool, which was awesome. I'm doing that click a lot. Sorry, guys, if that's annoying. I'll try not to do it so much, but... I don't know, it's like when you get nervous about recording these things, these weird little ticks come out and fucking, yeah, so, but he started preschool. I'm not going to say the, nah, fuck it, nah, yeah, I'm not going to say the name of the preschool just because we want to protect some privacy, I guess. I mean, I, I share a lot on here, but yeah, we'll keep that one a secret. But I was super excited for him to start school, so... I think I talked about this on other podcasts. I'm sure I did, but he is very well adapted to school life. He has a bunch of friends. He was making girlfriends and changing them every week and then going back to the original one. He had all these, all his ladies. Yeah. All your girlfriends at school? Yeah. But he's doing a lot of things. He's been on field trips now. Where'd you guys go on a field trip? Right by the playground? Where else did you guys go? You, oh, you guys did your Christmas program? That's right. And they had Thanksgiving dinner? Huh? You guys did Rudolph? Yeah, that was awesome. That was amazing to see you up on that stage with your classmates singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And you had your antlers and you had your shiny red nose, right? Yeah, and Nona and Ji-chan were there to see. Remember? Wasn't that cool? Yeah, it was cool. It was super exciting. I, that was one thing I was looking for, knowing that he was going to start school, was that he's going to have school things. But like I was saying, they had Thanksgiving, so the parents could come. And that was pretty special. Uh, this year, we also upgraded... Excuse me, from the Mercedes that we owned to a minivan. And that's a whole nother fucking story in itself right now, what we're going through with that shit. So apparently, okay, I'll tell the story. So we had gotten a pre-approval letter from the local credit union that we're members of here. And the loan amount that we were approved for more than covered the car we wanted. And... We were trading in the Mercedes, but we still owed some on the Mercedes. So that was rolled over or whatever, however they do that, into the amount for the loan. We'll come to find out. So we did all the paperwork. We signed all the fucking shit, had the car. We left, left the Mercedes with them and come to find out, like, we find out that there's no safety check on the car. Like, the safety check expired in 2016. We're buying it in, like, November of 2017, so they're like, all right. So we call the car dealership, which will remain nameless for now, unless I forget to not say the name. But so we call them, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, we're going to mail it to you. And like, okay, that's weird, but okay. He said he's going to mail it to us four to six weeks or whatever. I'm like, okay, again, that's kind of long, but whatever. So we're waiting, you know. 
go through December. I this week I call him and I'm like, "What's going on?" and talk to the finance manager. And apparently, the first guy we talked to, who was our sales dude, was misinformed with the information he gave us. And what they were mailing was the registration, the safety check we had to go get. Newsflash: You can't sell a car without a current safety check, assholes. Fuck, man. We've gotten pulled over like three times by the police. And we explained to them that story because that's what we thought was happening. And the, most of the cops, I mean, all the cops were super cool and they let us go. They never gave us a ticket or anything. But come to find out, our credit, the loan we got pre-approved for from the Federal Credit Union, we were like disqualified from it because we were rolling over the amount for the the Mercedes into the loan so we didn't actually get the loan through there, and they were trying to shop around for other loans this whole time, I guess. And I, I thought it was weird, too, because a couple of days ago, I noticed that freaking there was like a first Hawaiian bank that did a credit check. And I was like, what the fuck is this for? Come to find out that was the car dealership, and they got the loan through them. So we got the loan, we got the car, whatever, but now we need to go to their recommended place to get the safety check which they're going to pay for us which i think is super cool but what also had happened was the december payment the auto pay for the mercedes came out even though we didn't have the car and there's another one coming up so i got to stop that one before that goes through and then so we got to get the safety check and then they'll mail us all the other stuff we got to go down and sign the new contracts too but so the other day (laughs) So the other day, my wife is driving to come pick me up from work or pick up the kids. And she's driving down the road and a dude on a bicycle like shoots out into her lane and she tries to swerve to avoid hitting him. But he ends up banging into the car, scratching the fucking car and sm- breaking the side passenger mirror. So it's all cracked now. So I don't think I'm even going to pass a safety check. No, I got to drive around even longer until I can get this mirror fixed with the expired safety check. I mean, it's it's like a fucking hassle, but once this is all done, I'm going to be so happy. I'll have the minivan, which I love. I still love the minivan, even with all its issues right now. But, and then maybe we'll start recording some more episodes from the van, because I enjoy doing those. I just enjoy podcasting for you guys, man. Another big event that happened. Do you remember what we did on Christmas? Remember we went to the football game? And what did we do at the football game? OEVA. So we were invited through my wife's hula halau to participate in the 2017, what is it? Sheraton Hawaii Bowl between University of Houston and Fresno, which takes place on the day of Christmas Eve. So we were a part of a group of a couple hundred people, which consisted of local musicians, uh, students from schools around Oahu, charter schools, Hawaiian charter schools, and um, my wife's hula halau. And it was all organized and put on by a foundation called Mana Maoli, and they're a fundraising arm of... A local charter school here that focuses it's a project-based charter school that focuses on Hawaiian values which is super cool so we did a medley and you can actually find the video on their Facebook page if you want to check it out it's a uh, mana Maoli it's m-a-n-a-m-a-o-l-i mana Maoli um, they have the the live stream up on from on their Facebook from that day and so the song that we performed was a medley of three songs it's um performed by local artists i'm not sure if any of you guys are aware of a thing called playing for change well if if you haven't heard of it what it is is these people go around and record street performers all over the world and they mix it down and put all the parts together and come up with a song and so, you know, it might be a dude who playing playing guitar on the streets of New Orleans and then a dude playing drums on the beach in Jamaica and they edit it all together 
and put it as song. So Mana Maoli, I think in conjunction with Playing for Change, did a version of that, but with local artists and playing local music. So it was Island Style, um, OEVA, and then Aloha Hawaii, I think. Yeah, those are the three songs. So you can actually Google it or go look it up on YouTube. I mean, um, Mana Maoli, just look for Island Style, OEVA, and Hawaii, Aloha Hawaii. Hawaii, Aloha? Fuck, I can't remember. Yeah, that's so bad. I'm sorry. If any of you guys listen to this, I'm sorry. I'm not. I should have done my research. You know what? I can look it up right now. Hold on one second. Okay, let's see. I'm going to look it up on YouTube right now. Since I can do this because I'm not driving while I'm recording this, so I can actually look stuff up on my phone. So it's Hawaii Aloha, uh, Island Style, and OEVA. And they have a bunch of other ones from the Mana Maoli. But if you um, search Mana Maoli, OEVA, or Island Style, OEVA, you can find it there. And then there's another version of it. And the Hawaii Aloha song that they have up actually features a guest we've previously had on the podcast. Two guests, actually. It uh, has a local artist here, Mike Love, and my wife's Kumuhula, Kailihiva Vaughn, and her family, and her dad, Palani Vaughn. Um, and it's really, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say it's sad, but because he passed away in 2016, and when we were performing it that day at the stadium, they did have the track playing in the background. So there were parts where you could hear Uncle Polani coming through. And it was just chicken skin. Because it's just such a moment that even though he's not physically with us, he's with us in spirit and in song. And he was able to be there with his his um, his daughter and his son. Who, and all their kids, so all his grandkids. And it was just a really uh, awesome moment for her and to be there with everybody and all the musicians and all the people who organized this event and this performance. And this was actually my first performance ever in public, really. I mean, I think I might have did some things when I was little. But as an adult, to perform in front of thousands of people there and then how many however many people were watching it live we found out that they didn't actually the game was televised on espn but they didn't televise the halftime show which sucks so if you watch the the live stream on mana Maoli's facebook page you'll see all the comments like man the only reason i was watching this shitty game was so i could see the halftime performance and they didn't even play it but you know what that's all right um it's there on their facebook page and it was just awesome to be a part of. And I just want to say thank you to the people of Mana Maoli, all the musicians, everybody. Thank you for including us and to my wife who volunteered me to do it. Even though I had my reservations about doing it, she made me do it. And I'm glad I did because I was. it's amazing to be a part of such a uh, strong collective of people who are out for one goal and that's to perpetuate Hawaiian culture through education and enrichment of our youth. So it's fucking crazy. It was super cool. Super cool. It was a long fucking day though cuz it was Christmas Eve. And then after that we go to my parents' house to open presents. So our family tradition, my family growing up has always been Christmas Eve we order a pizza or pizzas put on some Christmas music, eat pizza, have eggnog, and open presents from family members, from each other, all that shit. And then Christmas Day, when the little kitties wake up and come downstairs, Santa had brought presents. So that was the way I had grown up. My wife's family was a little different. 
they um open everything on Christmas Day. They might have gotten to open like one present on Christmas Eve, but on Christmas Day is when they would open up all the presents from family and from Santa. So in trying to keep both traditions alive, <laughs> I guess, what we did is we went over to my parents' house. We did the pizza. We didn't do the eggnog, though. We did silk nog because eggnog is fucking disgusting when you think about it, but it still tastes really good. So silk nog, baby, the non-dairy version of eggnog, in case you were wondering. But And then for presents, we only opened stuff from my mom them. So we brought the presents from us to them, and they had presents for the kids. And Erickson had a good time opening presents. You got a lot of good toys for Christmas, bud? Yeah. He wanted to open his little brother's presents, which was fine because baby couldn't open his own stuff. So big brother had to step up and help him out, right? Yep. He couldn't do it by himself, right? Yeah. He opened his crayon. Oh, the big one with all the Duplo blocks in it. That's cool. Are you happy with the toys you got for Christmas? I don't know. They're all over the place. We put a lot of them away. Here, come here. Come here. They can't see anything. They're only listening to people. No need to show them. Do you want to just tell them what you got? Come. Come talking to the mic. Come here. They want to hear you. Trust me, they want to hear you. They want to hear your insights into Christmas. Because for adults, Christmas isn't as fun as it is for kids. Huh? What? Why don't you come lay down then? Come lay down by me. No? Okay. Well, when you're ready, come lay down, okay? Here. Here. Catch. Catch. Oh, nice. Right in his arms. Perfect. All right. So, next. Now we'll get into... So that was our shit, pretty much. What else? New Year's Eve. We didn't really do much. I'm not the go out and party kind of guy anymore. Um, so we stayed home. I, we did get an invite from my good buddy, Shondrick. Uh, every year, New Year's Eve, they do something. They have a party up at their house in Palisades. And I didn't really want to go when he texted. I just, I don't know. I'm just tired, man. I just want to stay home and relax. I don't want to be out driving on New Year's Eve with the crazy fireworks. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but in Hawaii, people go off. Like in the mainland, I don't think people pop their own so much as here. But it's like over our neighborhood and over Waipahu, it looks like a fireworks show, like a professional fireworks show from like 8 o'clock until like 2 a.m. Just nonstop. And midnight was fucking crazy. It was nuts so i don't want to be out there driving around with fireworks and other drunk people so we decided i mean maybe i decided for us that we were just going to stay in and relax and fold laundry so i ended the new year or ended the year folding laundry and then went to bed (laughs) and then the next day when we got up I folded the rest of the laundry, so I started the new year with a tradition my dad was saying that, I don't know if it's a Japanese thing or what, but what you do on New Year's Day is how you're going to spend the rest of your year, so I'm going to be folding a lot of laundry, but if you listen to the podcast and you know that I don't mind folding laundry, I find the time relaxing uh, just to be able to get it done. Sometimes it's overwhelming because it's so much clothes when you let it, when you skip a week or, you know, but it's almost like a medit- a chance to meditate and not think of anything and just 
go with the flow and zen out while folding clothes. And then we also did, so there's a Japanese tradition. I can't think of the name. I'm sorry. I'm such a bad Japanese. But it's Japanese breakfast with all these soups and all these things that go with it. So we did that, but it was more like lunch. And we didn't follow the exact recipe because a lot of it is like shrimp and clams and beef broth, which we don't eat. So we did vegetable broth with just vegetables and mochi in the soup. Uh, orange slices, everything in this, and we couldn't find everything, but everything that's in within this Japanese breakfast is symbolic of, you know, health, prosperity, longevity, all that kind of stuff. So growing up as a kid, we had it every New Year's Day. We'd have to wake up early in the morning. And as a little kid, I mean, I didn't like the food, but the waking up part wasn't so bad. Now, uh, getting into my teenage years and in my 20s, it was a little worse because I just spent the whole night out partying and didn't want to wake up early in the morning hanging to have breakfast. But I was getting more accustomed to the taste, so I didn't mind the food. It's just the waking up was hard. And now it's just it's just hard because, I don't know, it's all like non-vegetarian type shit. So it's kind of hard to make it work, but we did. And we've done it the past, like, I don't know, three, four years now, maybe, I think. So it's going to be our tradition. We just got to fine-tune the recipes, make everything good, make sure we can get everything in some form or fashion that doesn't have any meat in it. Some other big news. So start with the... Some of the big news stories from 2017. Um, obviously, these are not going to be all of them. I just kind of went down and tried to recall ones where I thought, like, I had an opinion about. <laughs> so bear with me if we go off a little bit on some of these. Um, yeah, let's 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 do it. So. In the beginning of the year, we had a new president, Donald J. Trump. Fucking waste time. <laughs> to quote the homies from the Sleep Times Over podcast, fucking waste time. But, you know, I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be. I think a lot of people are overly sensitive in this current societal climate. And everybody wants to be outraged about shit. And the election was fucked up anyway. To to have those two choices, to have Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, I mean, either way, we were fucked. Um, the left would have you believe that we're more fucked now, depending on who you're talking to. But honestly, whether you are for him or against him, one thing that I feel is true is that he is definitely a catalyst for change. Um, you would think that it would empower the left, but from what we've been seeing, it just seems like they're just always finding a new reason to be butthurt. And instead of trying to make a positive change, they're forcing change by just whining and complaining and being little bitches about shit. And it, it emboldened, like there was that whole, you know, like the left will say Donald Trump's a racist. And then there was some real fucking racist shit happening. But when it comes to like the Confederate statues and shit. Like, I understand. See, and this is weird for me because I try. I hear all these things. I hear the news. I, you know, read what I can, and I can see both sides. Like these Confederate flat or you know Confederate monuments with General Lee and all this shit in the South. Like, yeah, that's a part of American history. 
were are they symbols of racism? Yeah. Do they deserve to be torn down and erased? No. But it seems like nobody was trying to be reasonable. Like they could have had just move the monuments to a museum or something. And I get it, maybe people weren't won't be happy about that. I think that's a logical and reasonable compromise is you can keep your statues. We'll put them in a museum. If you want to go see all these statues, feel free and go to the museum. Uh, I understand people's, they don't maybe want to see them out in public. But again, maybe you're just being too sensitive. And maybe I'm being insensitive to their sensitivity. But people's skin nowadays is so thin that every little thing that they can get offended by, they're going to jump on it and be outraged and be offended and take to social media and create memes and go on Twitter and do all this shit. And the way, excuse me, the way all these social medias are set up, it's like it creates an echo chamber. So you're only hearing people who agree with you based on what you look at. And you're not really getting other people's points of view. Um, I just think there's a lot of misunderstanding between the two sides. You know, um, there was that song that came out. It's like, I'm not racist. And it was this white guy rapping all this racist shit. And there's a black dude sitting at the table. And then once he finishes, he's like, you know, what is your story? And then the black guy raps and he's saying all his racist shit. But at the end of it, you know, they come together and they it's all about trying to find understanding. People have these thoughts. People feel these ways about other races, other genders, other whatever. But are people just spouting off and ranting and raving in their own echo chamber? Or are they actually trying to expand and meet and get understanding from the other side? Which I don't think is happening so much. But we need to come together as a people. There's a real threat of North Korea fucking us up. And maybe... And... Like... I forget who it was after 9-11 or before 9-11 there was that dude who said you know it's one way to unite a nation we need another like Pearl Harbor and maybe that would but at the risk of potentially millions of people dying I think we can come together before we reach that point right guys so if you know if you're a liberal and you know conservatives try and get to know them and on this other hand too if you're a conservative try to get to know some liberals you might see that you have more in common than you think um and i'm not talking about your political views or how you think about healthcare or taxes and shit i mean on a personal level get to know people what their struggles are what their goals what their dreams are and i think we'll see that a lot of us are not so different you know Yeah, uh, these fucking, the, they had the crazy shooting in Las Vegas. And trust me, I've watched all the videos on YouTube about how this was a satanic ritual. All the symbolism with it being in front of the Luxor and all this shit and all the inconsistencies with the police reports and the just... Everything that was weird about that whole incident, the dude with all those guns and all those fucking bullets, man. And I feel like there are still so many unanswered questions. Yeah, the media and all these guys gave us answers. But those aren't satisfying enough. That It just doesn't seem like they really were looking into it. Okay. Good night, bud. Love you. All right. I know you love me, too. Um, 
yeah, and then how they just stopped fucking talking about it. And it was like out of the news cycle. Like, it just seems like there's way more to the story than we're being told. And we know our government and our media has a history of lying to us. But, yeah, that's just crazy. And then there was a shooting in Texas. There was that, like, rally, or was it, I don't know, it was in North Carolina where that dude drove the car through the crowd of people. Just all this fucking violence and shit. And then in Hawaii, we've had our own, like, string of violence, too, and just murders, and it's just like, what the fuck is happening is this like the is this like our karma as a society is now we're paying for like people were so shackled by this PC culture for so long that they've had it and they're just completely lashing out in violent ways and just in their minds justifying it because they think they are doing it for a cause I don't know, man. I don't know. Again, I, I've i said it before. I never have the answers. I do not have the answers. But I see the problems. And maybe we can work together to try and find some of these answers. Maybe we can. And then you got all these fucking sexual harassment all these men of power being accused now of sexual misconduct you know inappropriate groping louis ck jerking off in front of fucking people and harvey weinstein raping actresses and shit it's just like what the fuck it seems like every day some new celebrity is being outed as a sicko who groped somebody or sexually harassed somebody and it's just like fuck kevin spacey fuck dude it's like everybody (laughs) the morning radio show we listen to in the car sometimes they they have like a sexual predator update because every day somebody new and it's just like what the fuck and there's this whole hashtag me too movement based around this thing of all these women who are coming forward talking about how they in their life has been have been sexually harassed or, you know, sexually abused. Which is a whole nother thing. Like, who's, like, well, I don't know. A lot of these ones that are coming out are older. But who are these freaking guys taught by? Like, were they not, I mean, maybe they were raised in a different time. I mean, obviously. But when it was okay to do that, and they just never realize that times have changed and you can't like do that kind of shit to chicks oh that was probably really offensive to women (laughs) you can't treat you can't treat bitches like that man no (laughs) fuck dude i know that i'm gonna try my best to make sure my son knows that women are to be respected um you do not cross a boundary with women in that in that sense to treat them with respect as you would treat your mother or your sister or what would they say imagine if that was the rock in the room with you and if that girl was a rock the rock you know the big rock from the movies fucking how would you act if that was him, like, you wouldn't do any of that shit because he would smash your ass. So you probably shouldn't do it to anybody else. That's probably a really good idea. Um, I don't think it needs to go to the far extreme of, you know, well, see, that's where it gets weird because, what is that, like, consent forms? Like, you don't need a consent form with a waiver saying, you know, you agree to do this, but you don't want to take advantage of a woman and... It's, I mean, both parties need to be equally responsible, especially in the cases where, you know, both college kids are drunk and 
The girl regrets it the next day. It was totally consensual, but the girl maybe regrets doing that the next day, so she claims rape. Like, you can't blame it on the dude just because the girl was drunk. The dude was also drunk, too, so didn't he equally not get raped? But... And and then you got to really be careful with, like, false rape accusations because that'll ruin a person's life. That's, to me, almost equally as evil as raping somebody is making a false claim against a dude who didn't rape you for whatever reason. I don't know. Women have their reasons. But because there's been cases where women have claimed they've been raped and come to find out they made it up to hide being pregnant or whatever. But that needs to stop as well. Some crazy, crazy weather. The California wildfires. Holy fuck! Did you see those videos of that shit? That was fucking crazy. It looked like you were driving through hell, like literal hell. Like the mountains were completely on fire, and it was just burning like crazy. They had the satellite pictures, and it was just a huge expanse of land, just fucking burning everything. And then the hurricanes. It's just like it was kind of a shitty weather cycle. And I'm wondering if this is America's karma. You know what I mean? I mean, storms happen. There's always the chance that they're engineering these storms, these super storms. I did see some conspiracy videos alluding to the fact that maybe the the fires in California were set intentionally with laser weaponry. I don't know if that's true. It's sounds fun i guess it's a kind of fun thought to entertain but i don't know just but but then again i don't know some of the pictures they had as showing the proof were like houses were completely like vaporized burned down to the ground but the trees weren't it's it was weird it was weird but our hearts go out to all the families who were affected by you know the fires the hurricanes everybody who lost property and shit but be wary of your government. Be wary of your government. Also this year, another celestial event. The And I looked it up, and they're calling it the Great American Eclipse. I mean, isn't it just a regular eclipse? I don't know what makes this one so great. But we had a full solar eclipse. And not visible from Hawaii and I know a lot of people were saying that it was a, was really overcast. But I remember when we were in elementary school, it was probably like third or fourth grade, there was an eclipse. And I remember everybody got their solar peepers and we got to go out of class for a little while and check out the solar eclipse, which was cool. Um, yeah, that's it for that news some local news now for local news we turn to co-anchor eric thank you eric you're welcome eric now with the top news stories from 2017 in hawaii nay big one the only other airline in hawaii went out of business island air shut down just like that fucking no notice. I mean, they had filed for bankruptcy, but there were people who were stranded on outer islands trying to get back to Oahu, who are people with tickets that were just shit out of luck. And also all the employees who were shit out of luck because the company just shut down all those pilots and flight attendants and desk clerks, reservation people. It's just it's pretty shitty. But a lot of, like, it's so fucked up because they can't even get their 401k because the company, or they can't get unemployment or anything because they have no insurance from the company, so they can't play the unemployment fees for these people. But a lot of local companies have been stepping up and holding job fairs for just the Island Air employees, um, which is really cool because that's that's rough, man. Um, And, I mean, it's hard if... 
you're a pilot, you need to go apply at another airline because you don't want to be working at fucking Jack in the Box being a pilot, right? So, but Hawaiian Airlines and a bunch of other local companies offered um, job fairs for just the Island Air employees. Big news in the future legalization of marijuana, cannabis, weed, pot, dope. Uh, We had our first legal medical cannabis dispensary open up here on Oahu in 2017. That was pretty monumental. A couple of the people that I know who have actually gone there said it's okay. Um, It's not like what they're seeing in Denver, but keep in mind it just opened. Um, But right now they just only sell flour. I I don't think they are selling like concentrates and shit and edibles. But once they start selling the, you know, like pre-filled CO2 extract cartridges for vaping, I'm definitely going to check it out. Definitely. Because I love those things, man. They're so convenient. You could just discreetly do it anywhere. It doesn't look like you're fucking blazing up, but you're getting lit as fuck. How you like my young kid slang? Lit as fuck. Can you believe I just said that shit? My one friend, ST, doesn't believe that that's considered being stoned because you're not smoking, but whatever. You're definitely getting your dose of THC. And however you consume it, consume that shit. Um, fucking major corruption trial going on from towards the end of the year, continuing on. The police chief is being charged with corruption, and his wife was like a state prosecutor. Just of like, just one of the stories was they had like taken over as like legal guardians of some kids who had some trust funds and they were stealing money out of the kids fucking trust funds these fucking bastards and that was the chief of our fucking police and his fucking wife was a prosecutor so they're fucked but good we need to get these fucking dirty cops these dirty rats out of there man and good on whoever broke that case man because we need more people like you who aren't afraid to stand up to the system because this shit has been going on for a while. We're, we're learning. And nobody has said anything. Probably out of fear because he's the fucking police chief. You don't tangle with a popo. Unless you're ready to face the repercussions. But somebody had the balls. And they were found out. And they are fucked. Good for them. These fucking corrupt bastards. That's the worst thing. Is that when you're given this, this position of power. And the people will put their trust in you to be the leader of the police force that's here to serve and protect us and you're like a corrupt motherfucker no wonder these beat cops and fucking guys are acting the way they're acting it's coming from the leadership except for the cops who pulled us over those guys are really cool and i just want to say i do like cops i'm not trying to start a beef with hpd i love you guys integrity fairness and respect right you're right um, earlier this year, when Donald Trump, sorry for the pop, but when Donald Trump tried to enforce a travel ban on predominantly Muslim countries, our, one of our federal judges here decided that he wasn't going to stand for that shit, and he blocked the travel ban for Hawaii, um, which, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm not for banning people from coming here but i see that we don't want to have questionable people coming into our country who might be trying to fuck us up from within um but just outright banning people from traveling that doesn't seem right um maybe a a better way to vet these people before they come in i know we have you know visa processes and fucking all that kind of shit to validate why people are coming, but, I mean, you could come over on a student visa and just stay until they find you, obviously, but 
yeah, it's hard to control that kind of shit. And I'm not for closed borders. I'm all about including everybody. Just We just need to find a way how to let people in where it keeps us safe, keeps them safe, and has a positive outcome. We don't want anybody coming in and leeching off the system. But we do want to give people who are here to make a change, to give them the opportunity to, right? Equality of opportunity. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then another big story was the homeboy who escaped from the, I think he was in a mental institution. Bro, this dude made it all the way to California. He escaped this prison, got to Maui. From Maui, got to California. And it was like days before. I think it was like 20 hours before they even reported him missing. And then it was days before they even caught him. And this fucker was in jail for murdering a woman in the 70s. But he like got out on the insanity plea and was transferred to the mental institution. Ah, fuck. That's probably not what it's called. Either way, um, this dude was, like, banging the nurses there, and, like, they, he got out and had a cell phone and a change of clothes, and it's just somebody was helping this fucking guy. But the fact that he made it that far, it shined a huge light on the inadequacies of our justice system here, that this dude was able to get away that easily. But anyway, so we need to make sure... and. Yeah, it's just, we need to make sure our people are safe. Because if that guy still wanted to murder and do all kinds of crazy shit, he totally could have. I think he was trying to get to California to probably meet up with some other chick. Maybe he had family there. I don't know. It's all just stipulation. I have no fucking idea what I'm even talking about. I may be wrong about all of these. But I'm trying my best, guys. I'm trying my best. Um... A lot of celebrity deaths this year. And maybe it's just because I'm older now, so these celebrities, they mean something to me maybe, or I'm more familiar with them that it seems more shocking sometimes. But, hey, that's what fucking people do, right? They die. When it's, you know, a passing due to old age, that I can understand. But when it's an untimely death um, due to health complications or being murdered or whatever those are the ones that are, are a little more harder to reconcile um so i actually have a short short list of some of the celebrities that passed this year that were a little more familiar and meaningful to me and it's 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 only five people there was a i went online to try and find all of them and there's so many but still a lot of them were people i didn't know you know, older actors from before my time of watching movies. But I wrote down some. So I have on here, uh, who should I do first? Actually, let's do the one, the only Hugh Hefner passed away this year. The founder of Playboy magazine. The dude you saw on TV with fucking 20 girlfriends. And then on his reality TV show with three girlfriends. I mean, dude was slinging major dick. Fucking guy. All the way to the end. But he definitely had a major influence on many a young boy finding their first Playboy magazine. So, rest in peace, Hugh Hefner. Rest in peace, Don Rickles. Fucking great comedian. Um, I've watched the old Friars Club roasts. Oh, man. What a brutal guy. So mean, yet so funny. <laughs> um, for maybe younger audiences, he played the pig, the piggy bank in Toy Story. But great stand-up comedian, roast comic, insult comic. Just funny, funny guy. Rest in peace. It's to Don Rickles. Two more comedians, Charlie Murphy and Ralphie May. Two comedians that I'm very familiar with. Um, if you've ever watched The Chappelle Show, you know who Charlie Murphy is. It's the brother of Eddie Murphy, the actor. 
and he's was regularly featured on the Chappelle show in the skits but really made a name for himself with the younger generation with Charlie Murphy's stories you know everybody knows the the I'm Rick James bitch those are stories from Charlie Murphy that he shared stories with Prince and it's just what a life man gone too soon Charlie Murphy um just had recently after his you know claim to not claim to fame but his rise in popularity uh due to the Chappelle show started doing a lot more stand-up comedy and touring around even came to Hawaii but yeah we didn't go or anything Ralphie May fucking gigantic ball of love and just what a another great comedian funny as fuck he won uh or he came in second place for last comic standing but yeah just that the embodiment of southern hospitality and southern charm in the biggest package you could fit it in is yeah and he was a big dude obviously his and I don't know maybe there wasn't anything that could have been done but he was living a lifestyle not conducive with longevity at that size but you're going to be Miss Ralphie May thankfully you Charlie Murphy all these comedians all these people are forever immortalized with your stand up specials you filmed your comedy albums all the things you did that we were able to look up on the internet. It's amazing. And last on my list is Adam West, Batman. Um, ever since I was a little kid, I loved Batman. Um, and then grew up and then realized, oh shit, there was a show in the 60s. Let's watch that corny ass show. But it was awesomely corny. And I recommend that everybody go and watch the Batman movie. I think it was 67, maybe. But, um, oh my God, it's so bad, but so good. It's so good. But, yeah, Batman, Adam West, rest in peace, the Dark Knight. He wasn't so dark in the, the that TV show, though. <laughs> but, and uh, with everybody else who passed away, you will be missed. Thank you for your contributions that you made in your medium. We love you guys. And that's pretty much it for the 2017 recap. Holy crap. That's pretty long. Um, 2018. What do we have in store for 2018? I hope things continue to go as well as they've been going. I do not make New Year's resolutions because I think they're bullshit. Um, but I do want to continue to be a good father and a good husband. To be a good son to my parents. To be a good brother to my sister. To be a good uncle to my niece. To be a good friend. To be a good hula brother. And to be a good example, basically, for my kids especially. Because I want them to grow up and know right from wrong. How to treat people with respect. How to love everyone. Even people we might not necessarily agree with. Um, just having an open mind to all sides. We don't have to necessarily agree or go along with, but we should give people the respect to have their own opinions. Uh, if we start, if we come to a place where people aren't allowed to hold their own opinions, then we have a real problem here in this society. And I don't want my kids to grow up in that world. So 
we're going to try and make it better for the youth, man. Um, I want to be able to support my wife with all she has going on in her new career, in her hula journey. And I want to continue to record these podcasts for you guys. Um, I want to hold my title of best podcast in Hawaii. Um, but you know what? I just, I don't know. I just want to keep the positive outlook. I don't know. This this year is going to, the main thing I think we're looking for is balance. Just trying to balance everything out. Uh, career, family, fun, work, play, all that shit. Just have a balance. You don't want to have too much of one thing. Um, yeah, it's it's not always easy to keep that balance. But luckily, I'm a Libra. And that's my sign, baby. So here's to 2018, you son of a bitch. We're going to come at you and make the most of you. And we're ready for all your challenges, for all your blessings, all the ups and downs. And we're going to try and stay balanced this 2018 Yeah, so that's it. Fuck. I can't believe I recorded that long by myself. Fuck. Yeah, that's a good first episode of 2018, if I do say so myself. Um, uh, You can follow me on all the social medias. Plug, plug, plug. At Voices from the Planet on Instagram. Um, What is it? Esteban Elfeo on Facebook. Or Voices from the Planet on Facebook. I don't know, either one. Twitter, which I don't use, but I don't know. VFTP for Voices from the Planet. Underscore podcast. Same on Periscope. All that good shit. Uh, Yeah, that's it for now. If you guys have any suggestions or questions you want to know, you can hit me up on those or email me at VoicesFromThePlanet at gmail.com. And I will see you guys later in 2018. Love you guys. Peace. They love the taste of blood. I don't know what that means, but I know that I mean it. Maybe they're as evil as they seem. Or maybe I only look out the window when it's scenic. Atmosphere finally made a good record. Yeah, right. That shit almost sounds convincing. The last time I felt as sick and contradictive as this was the last time we played a show in Cincy. Get real, they tell me. If only they knew how real this life really gets. They would stop acting like a silly bitch. They would respect the cock, whether or not they believed in it. Doesn't take much, and that's messed up. Because these people do a lot of simple shit to impress us. While everyone was trying to outdo the last man, I was just a ghost trying to catch some Miss Pac-Man. Hello, ma'am, would you be interested in some sexual positions and emotional investments? See, I'm not insane. In fact, I'm kind of rational. When I be asking, yo, where did all the passion go? East Coast, West Coast, Down South, Midwest. Nowadays, everybody knows how to get fresh. Somebody give me a big yes. God bless America. But she stole the beat from Bless Now I'm too fucked up to dance So I'ma sit with my hand on the front of my pants You can't achieve your goals if you don't take that chance So go pry open that trunk and get those amps In the days of kings and queens I was a jester Treat me like a god or they treat me like a leper You see me move back and forth between both Trying to find a balance, I'm trying to build a balance In the days of kings and queens, I was a jester Treat me like a god or they treat me like a leper You see me move back and forth between both I'm trying to find a balance I'm trying to find a balance, I'm trying to build a balance I'm trying to find a balance, I'm trying to build a balance 
So now I keep a close eye on my pets Because they make most of their moves off of instinct and sex It's eat, sleep, fuck, and self-defense So straight, you can set your clocks and place bets Wait, let's pray on a blind, deaf, dumb, dead Hustle, maybe a couple will love what you said MCs drag their feet across a big naked land With an empty bag of seed and a fake shake of hands Yeah, I got some last words, fuck all of y'all Stop writing raps and go play volleyball Gotta journey the world in a hurry Cause my attorney didn't put enough girls on the jury Guilty of dropping these bombs in the city But I'm innocent, love is the motive That's why I'm killing them Guilty of setting my fire in all 50 But I'm innocent, blame it on my equilibrium In the days of kings and queens I was a jester Treat me like a god or they treat me like a leper You see me move back and forth between posts Trying to find a balance, I'm trying to build a balance In the days of kings and queens, I was a jester Treat me like a god or they treat me like a leper You see me move back and forth between both I'm trying to find a balance I'm trying to find a balance, I'm trying to build a balance I'm trying to find a balance, I'm trying to build a balance Trying to find a balance, I'm trying to build a balance. I gotta find my balance, I gotta find my balance. Stay calm. 